0: Hey Tara. Hi Natalie. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. I've just been like, I don't know, really nostalgic today and reminiscing about school days. And I'm curious, we've never talked about like our high school lives or anything. Did you do anything musical or were you in band or
1: anything in high school? Oh yeah. And it's a funny story because that was a very happy time of my life, but I was worried about being considered a nerd, so I didn't do it for very long.
0: (laughs) What did you play? Yeah,
1: So, well, in elementary school, I started as a clarinet player. And I think it was, when do they let you play? Like sixth grade or something like that. They start you uh, at like sixth grade where I'm from. And then uh, in high school, I continued and I got pretty high up chair when I tried. I only played, I think, two years in a row in high school. But the second year, I moved from clarinet in concert season to bassoon. I didn't know you played. Did I know that?
0: That's awesome.
1: I feel like we've sort of Maybe. mentioned it before. But oh,
0: I love bassoon. That's so cool. Yeah. Look at you.
1: Yeah. Instrumentalist. <laughs> oh, hi. How are you? Hi. I'm Tara. I'm Natalie. Let us know if you need anything. We'll be back here behind the counter chatting. But yeah, what
0: about you? Well, okay. I didn't do band ever, but I did do show choir. Did you have show choir oh. in high school?
1: I did choir in middle school as well.
0: But it was like show choir, so you're singing oh. and dancing with co- costumes and costume changes. Oh no! For like 30 minutes straight. I could not be trusted
1: <laughs> to dance. No, no dance. We had like
0: a whole crew with lighting and smoke effects and everything. It was like a whole big deal.
1: Wow! I did
0: show choir for a couple of years, and I was obsessed. I had so much fun. It was just the the greatest, cheesiest, tackiest time. And we like won some national championships a couple of times, so it was really cool. But
1: you didn't play piano.
0: No. I did singing and dancing, singing and dancing. Um, and this is funny. Too. This is my like favorite memory. One year, our finale was "Brand New Day" by No Doubt. Do you remember that song? It's from their like first first album.
1: Oh, the like with trapped the blue in the cover. Box yeah, the trapped in the box oh. album.
0: Wow. So the the song starts off. It starts off kind of like with a slow part, and uh, I got to sing that solo. And Ooh. we had on our costumes were insane. We had on long white like captain coats with like gold tassels and gold buttons but then when you opened it up it was lined with the american flag which was so incredibly awesome and tacky i love it so much so yeah those were those were fun times oh hey look who just walked in the door it's jolene dotson bogard hey
1: hi hi girls <laughs> how are you welcome
2: well it's good to be back in the store
0: It's so good to see you. And I know how insanely busy you are. So I feel very honored that you you're stopping by to see us. (laughs) Oh, yes.
2: Tis the season for children's theater 24-7. Oh,
0: indeed. Well, Jolene, I mean, you're the perfect person to walk through the door because I know on top of your decades-long career in TV production and other Hollywood shenanigans, you are currently running an amazing youth theater company in Solana Beach. Can you tell us about that?
2: Uh, it's called The Pivot Career, and I pivoted to my childhood love of children's theater. And I just love inspiring the next generation of youth to like not only like theater, but music and performing and giving them the tools in the toolbox. It's so fun. Oh, that's so cool. That's and cool.
0: I've yeah. seen some footage from your productions, and they look amazing and the kids look like they're just having the time of their lives. They are.
2: And you know what? Because when I was a kid in school, I always wished that somebody would do that and give like the actors like this great performance and low lying fog and specialty lights and stuff. And nobody ever did. And so it took me, you know, my entire career to kind of say, Hey, I'm gonna pivot and give the kids everything and inspire them. So
0: that's so cool. And then you get to live that through them as well.
2: Yeah. And I don't have to go on stage. Perfect.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So what's next on the agenda? What show do you have coming up?
2: Oh, girl, I am starting on summer camp is on the way and I have a whole variety pack. Uh, This summer I'm doing high school musical. Um, I'm starting out with high school musical. Then I'm doing a show I call my favorite scenes, which is basically like a cabaret. And then I'm doing a new musical I've never done. It's called Finding Nemo and it's based on the movie, but it's with new original works. That's kind of exciting. I think they kind of started, tried it out at a, the theme park and now they turned it into a full-blown musical. And I'm also at the end of summer, I'm doing Mean Girls, um, <laughs> which the kids all want to do. It's got a really bad lesson, but whatever. The kids want to do it. Let's, let's rock and roll it. It's
1: fun. It's
2: <laughs> right. fun time. Yeah. So it's a very full summer for me. And then in the fall, uh, I'm still trying to figure out my fall schedule, but I know I'm going to be doing beauty and the beast and yours truly is going to be playing mrs potts
0: that's so cool so you will be on stage after all
2: you know what and that's kind of funny i haven't been on stage since high school (laughs) and so it's i'm a little scared but um just a couple weeks ago i was on a cruise ship with my husband and i've been taking vocal lessons to prepare myself for my, my big brand debut or rebirth if you will and um, I said to my husband, I said, oh, I'm going to rock karaoke night. And, so I, said, <laughs> and I went to a, a cheesy cruise ship karaoke night and had a blast. And I sang a song from a new musical on Broadway that is a jukebox musical. What did you sing? Ooh. I sang the Britney Spears <laughs> <laughs> Hit Me Baby One More Time. Perfect. And I, I gave it. it full glory. Of course, I've got video. Oh, God,
0: I, I have to see it. Please, please share that. That would make my whole day. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's such a smart idea to like dip your toes in performing again. Karaoke is the way to go. Everybody's got a slight buzz going, you know judgment.
2: I used to karaoke in my heyday when I was first, like in my 20s and stuff. Like all my friends in Hollywood we would go karaoke on a Wednesday or something like that. It was yeah. so fun. But it does. It lets you like live out your childhood dreams of you know being able to be a superstar. And I was cracking up at the other people singing on the, the cruise ship karaoke. It was very fun. <laughs> and, but, and I have to say people stopped me in the hallway at breakfast the next morning like you were so good. I'm like Oh I believe it. I didn't care. I let loose.
0: I totally believe it. Well, I can't wait to see you sing again.
1: I love karaoke. Sometimes my bestie Sam and I, she has these little microphones that are just battery powered. Actually, maybe you can charge them. Maybe they're not, they don't have batteries at all, but they are so cheesy. They have the volume uh, um, knob on there and we'll just turn on a YouTube karaoke video and just like sing our hearts out. The Carpenters, Sarah (laughs) McLachlan, like the Aladdin soundtrack. We just, we'll do it. We'll do everything.
2: I'm actually thinking of doing a karaoke night at my studio on, like, Fridays, so parents can go out to dinner at the restaurants near my studio. Like, drop your kid off, I'll order the pizza, and let us sing for two hours. Yeah. And charge the parents 20 bucks.
1: Nice. Nice. Why not? It's fun. Yeah, yeah. so fun. So fun.
0: Well, Jolene, one thing we like to do when we have friends in the store is play the hi-fi game basically where we all share our top five of some music-related topic. And I know that you love musicals so much, so I was thinking it seems appropriate that we do our top five musical numbers today. Would you be willing to play with us?
2: 100%.
0: Can you even can you even Yay. whittle it down to five? I know that's probably a tall order for you.
2: You know, it's there's so many different things in performing that you know. It's like choosing your top five to be performance numbers is tough enough. Um, and just, I love performing in all musicals. Um, I listen to the Broadway channel all the time and it's just, it's my jam. So I practice what I preach is what I like to say.
0: Oh, well, I can't wait to hear what your picks are. How about I kick us off? Oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: Can we, I was just going to say, can we sort of chat through the rules of this one a little bit? Because I, for one, haven't seen a ton of musicals, but I have, you know, a lot of them are movies. I've seen a lot of the movie musicals and some of them made it to Broadway and whatnot. So are we considering not just any old musical, like not just a Disney animated film, but it has to have gone to stage, right? Or what's the rules here? Yeah. So basically
0: anything that has hit the stage in some form, it can be a movie first, whatever. As long as it hit the stage at some point, I think it's in play. What do you think, Jolene? Is that fair?
2: It's fair. I mean, I got to say, I I was chatting with my musical director the other day, and we were chatting about the latest things that are in New York and how excited he was about different stuff. And we were having debates about, is the Bruce Springsteen experience on Broadway a concert or a Broadway show? I was like, I think it's a concert. And he's just taking residency like they do in Vegas. (laughs) Right, right. Are we talking Great White Way? A lot of things start in the West End. You know, (laughs) let's discuss the rules. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does it have to be like, like, do you want to do top five Broadway songs? Or I was thinking more like pop songs that have been on Broadway, making mixing it up pretty hard.
0: Well, I think because we're not as well-versed in the musicals world, just as long as it's been on stage with some actors and there are talking scenes in between, you know what I mean? Like a proper play. We know the difference, right? Because right? well, what I, I think love about...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, musicals in general, and some of these people who have like transformed the recent trend of doing these jukebox musicals, it's their interpretation of a famous song. And it's completely different and sometimes even sung better than the original artist. Because yeah. it's like re envisioned. And even though maybe Alanis Morissette wrote Jagged Little Pill because she was dealing with all these boyfriend issues or whatever, now it's being interpreted into a Broadway show. These kids are like reinterpreting her. Yeah. Book. That she wrote in her, you know, I'm sorry. In college.
1: What? There's an Alanis Morissette musical. Yes, oh yeah, made. yeah. Oh There's yeah. See, I live on another planet. I haven't heard of this or the Bruce Springsteen thing. I'm like, hold on. Is there a storyline that goes with the Bruce Because Spring- I want to see that. <laughs> I think
2: it does do a little bit of storytelling, you know. But so, who doesn't when they're doing a concert?
1: Well, yeah, that's true.
2: You know, artists usually right. want to tell their stories and get in, get you into. Why they're singing stuff. I mean, hey, like we can start with this is kind of funny. My name is Jolene. Okay. I am not named oh, yeah. after the famous Dolly Parton song, but every single person comes up to me and sings Jolene to me all the time. <laughs> Just unprompted. <laughs> and it's kind of, and I was talking to, cause I sing it with my vocal teacher and um, we were talking about it and we were like, hey, has there ever been a Dolly Parton musical? And he goes, well, she wrote nine to five. I'm like, A nine to five, that's correct. So, you know, it's so funny how there's so much crossover with these Broadway shows. Let's just kind of say our top five picks for things that have been on The Great White Way. Rocking, rocking.
0: One last question, Jolene. Jagged Little Pill, we're excited about it. Is it out yet or is it like coming soon?
2: No, okay. Unfortunately, poor little Jagged Little Pill came out and started previews about 20 days before COVID hit. Oh, snap. oh no! Yeah. So it was, and but they filmed part of it, like they did the little zoom boxes and stuff, and you can watch it. Freaking beautiful, like really pretty harmonies and melodies and stuff. Super talented. It got nominated for fifteen Tonys. I don't know how many oh. it won because it was coming out of time. that was like so unfortunate, but beautiful.
0: Oh man, man, Tara, we're really late.
2: We I didn't realize it was so long ago. If there's not just her. I mean, you also have like American Idiot from Green Day was a musical. Right. Original story what? using Green I Day. And, you know, it's been going on for a long time. I mean, there's Elvis ones. There's uh, in West End, they did a Queen one that never crossed over here. It like kind of did a tour, but never really was on Broadway.
0: Yeah. Wow. We have to catch up. Definitely going to yeah, look up Jack and Little Pill, though. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. All right. So let's dive in. Let's start. How about I kick it off? Do it.
1: Yeah. Give you my top
0: five. So, okay. At first glance, my list seems a little random, but I I see the connecting thread is a phenomenal vocalist who just like Mm. I got really obsessed with when I saw their amazing performance. I think that's the through line here. So, at number five, I have Nutbush City Limits from Tina Turner, the musical, which came out in 2018. Calling Nutbush City Limits. So I put this at five because technically this is the finale or the encore of the actual show. They sing this at the beginning of the show during the scenes of Tina's youth, or rather Anime Bullock in 1950s, Tennessee. And they're singing at some sort of like ch- church gathering, and young anime is really getting into it. So I like how Nutbush City Limits becomes this bookend for the entire show. So again, this pick is largely due to the force of talent that is Adrian Warren. Tony award-winning Adrian Warren. Oh my gosh. Stephen Colbert had them on the cast in the band one night and they did River Deep Mountain High and it melted my whole face off. It was so spectacular. I honestly didn't think they would ever find anyone who could justly approximate Tina's vocal power, but Sister Girlfriend nailed it. Like no <laughs> notes. <laughs> spectacular.
2: It's so great because she's an actress. Yes. And just fully giving it out, just like Tina would have.
0: It's insane. She's so powerful. River Deep Mountain High is one of my favorite songs, and I would have picked it here, but they don't do the big flashy band version in the show. The song is performed, it's like in the context of Tina's first studio session with Phil Spector, and we get to witness her kind of like finding her voice for the first time apart from Ike. Um, so it's a really pivotal scene in that respect. But just for raw showmanship and entertainment, that final Nutbush City Limits is where it's at. And plus it's like the end of the show. So they kind of just turn it into a concert and everybody can get up and dance around and stuff. So love it.
1: Nice. I, again, am in the dark with musicals because I did not know that there was a Tina Turner musical, but it makes sense. And I'm also so glad that you Mentioned that one because of her recent passing. Yeah. So, RIP R. I. Tina. It's very sad.
0: We love Tina Turner here in the store. And I think her story is being done justice on the stage because they've had some really good leads in this part. Tara, I'm definitely going to send you that link to Stephen Colbert. I think you'll just be gobsmacked.
2: Okay. <laughs> I love how they did the early Tina, middle Tina, older Tina. Yes. Yes. It was That's so, cool. so good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, with the share show too, It had like multiple shares. Oh, nice about her life.
1: Gosh, I feel like that one would be like three days long. Yeah, her career well, is with just, Bob
2: Mackie costumes going on too. Oh my oh, yeah, gosh!
1: Seriously. <laughs> wow.
0: All right, number four. I have whipped into shape from Legally Blonde, the 2007 musical.
1: I won't be
0: I picked this one for the cardio of it all. Like, (laughs) oh my God. So this, of course, was based on the book and movie We All Know with Reese Witherspoon from 2001 and the musical premiered in 2007. This number features fitness queen Brooke Wyndham, who's on trial for the murder of her billionaire husband, And the choreo with all the jump roping and whatnot while singing and belting, for that matter, is truly impressive. Shout out to Nikki Snelson from the original cast. And the whole song is just lots of fun. I like how it bounces between her workout video and then the lawyers watching the video and discussing her case. You know, it's some really clever pausing, actually pausing her.
2: Her jump rope that stays.
0: Yeah, yeah. Really clever staging and transitions. I, I love how they how they do that. And Jolene, I know that you were part of the show for a while. Can you tell us about how you got involved?
2: This is, you know, but um, a little (laughs) small tidbit about me that you might not know is um, my dog was in the national tour of Legally Blonde as a a bulldog. Oh
1: my gosh.
2: Yes. And I rescued um, a chihuahua and I trained it overnight to play Bruiser. And Bruiser was having none of that. And every time this music would start, he'd be like, "Ah," and like freaking out. So I ended up having to go on stage and for a few shows. And Carrie Bruiser because he was so terrified by the music. Are you serious? And I, I love Whipped in the Shade. That Those actors on our stage, whoa, they every single night, that was like their favorite number too. Madness, yes. I've done it in children's theater. It cracks me up every time.
0: Yeah, so much respect for those performers, like the stamina. And then to sound that great on top of it and steady, like they're yeah. full on jumping rope and they sound just, yeah. it's its great.
2: <laughs> and how you have to have vocal prowess to like understand the rhythm and jumping and singing. Right. Like you see the athleticism in musical theater.
0: Yeah, yeah. So much athleticism and technical skill. It's really, really impressive.
1: I always think that when I see Beyonce on stage, I'm like, how she sounds so good. She's jerking and moving all around like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then for like uh, however long hours her shows oh, go yeah. on. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, and so, okay, in true Broadway form, Broadway actors, they really have to have, be physically fit to do eight shows a week. Whereas some of the, like, you know, other artists, won't name names, when they do a (laughs) show, they definitely take breaks and stuff like that, but they sweeten their shows. There ain't no sweetening going on on Broadway. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, you're right. I understand sweetening to a certain degree. I just went on this cruise ship and they totally were sweetening all the dancers who were busting it for, 45 minutes doing the show, but they were sweetening because there were more dancers, not singers. Mm-hmm. And when you get to Broadway, you got to be the true triple threat. You got to sing, dance, and act. Oh, yeah. Be a powerhouse at all three disciplines.
1: Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And when you say sweeten, are you talking about like backing tracks and things yes. like that? Okay. Cause that's what I was, yeah, I know, I know all of these bigger shows, actual concerts, not shows, I guess, have a lot of that. So, yeah, for sure. I have a lot of respect for these Broadway performers.
0: Yes. Okay. So number three, I have America from West Side Story. I like to be in America.
1: Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America.
2: For a small be in America.
0: Lyrics and music by the greats Stephen Sondheim and Leonard Bernstein. This show was actually Stephen Sondheim's Broadway debut, which I think is pretty cool. But in the original 1957 stage version... This was an all-female number, where they were going back and forth between Anita, who praises American life, and Rosalia, who prefers life in PR. But of course, the famous 1961, heavily brown-faced film version. The exchanges between Anita and her boyfriend and leader of the Sharks, Bernardo, who hits back with some still very valid criticisms of American life. I love everything about this sequence. It's incredible. The American Film Institute named the song number 35 in its list of the 100 top tunes in 20th century American cinema, which is pretty cool. Wow. This song has been covered and referenced all over the place. Like, even Metallica, they, they riff this melody at the beginning of their song, Don't Tread on Me. Oh. Um, Just so much impact. So I have to know, ladies, any any thoughts about the original film versus the twenty twenty one remake? Gosh,
2: I love both for totally Mm -hmm. different reasons. I mean, I love I love the stage. I love how they were both committed to being sort of the same and and giving. Yes, they changed the ending with, but they gave homage to Cheetah Rivera, and that was great. And I actually really appreciated it. I love that um, Steven Spielberg also cast mainly Broadway actors to play. Most of the roles. Yeah. Doug, way back. And a, the guy who played Bernardo, can't remember his name, but he was the one of the original Billy Elliots when he was a ballet dancer. And he's from San Diego. And I referenced that because he was like backpacking and the casting director's like, I got the kid. <laughs> he played <laughs> Billy Elliot. He's, you know, got our Afro-Cuban look and he's exactly who can play it i haven't seen him since he was 11 and they found him like backpacking and they brought him back and he gets the lead role it's crazy Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I love I love both the film and stage versions, but I would probably give my love to the original because I'm a Broadway girl. Oh, I yeah. didn't
1: even know there was a 2021 version <laughs> until today. <laughs> so that tells you anything, but I love the the 60s, what is it, 1961 movie? Yeah. Is that when that one came out? I love that movie so much.
0: Yeah, it's I great. love that too. Um, what about Cher's one-woman performance of this entire musical, where she played all of the characters at the same time? What? When, you know where? You know I Who, never miss how? an opportunity to remind people that Cher did perform West Side Story all by herself. Because it's my favorite <laughs> internet
1: thing. That is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's what? on YouTube. Wait, is this,
1: what is this? Oh, it's just on YouTube?
0: It is on YouTube. Yeah, no, she okay. she did a broadcast where she literally played every single role on stage at the same time. Hysterical. And kind of incredible. Like... <laughs> Like bonafide, incredible.
1: Love it. Love it, love it. Yeah. Can you imagine her like going to producers and like, I want to do this. And like, come on, that's silly. Cher, she's like, nope, I'm doing it. And you can't tell me no kind of Uh, a thing.
0: (laughs) I'm sure Cher didn't take no for an answer. At that point, (laughs) they probably just let her do whatever she wanted to. Anything she touched was gold.
1: All right.
2: You do, you do know that Meryl Streep kind of went to the producers and said, if you want me to play uh, Donna in the movie Mamma Mia, I'm your gal. I'm a huge fan of the musical. Really? How? Yeah. Right. So same kind of thing. It's like, okay, if Meryl Streep calls, you do the movie.
1: Yeah. Right. Wow. Well, okay. One day I'll have that kind of power. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be nice. Hey,
2: right now you might be here in this little record shop, but you never know. <laughs> That's true.
0: We got big dreams, man. We Tara. got big dreams.
2: That's what I preach every day to my kids. Like if you dream, I'm living proof of living my dream. I mean, I might not have a huge audience. My stage is my stage, but I love letting kids keep the dream alive. I get a little snarky somewhere down the line and be like, yeah, it's a lot of hard work and let's hope you stay off drugs. But at the same time, I try and, you know, say if I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you're clearly you. super happy and you're making a real impact, which I think is incredible.
2: Ah, thank you. Give to the arts. Live in so live the, in arts, the dream. Give to the arts. Yeah. And see live shows, see live theater, see concerts in, in person. Don't just watch it on your computer screens. That is my biggest thing. Okay. Go out.
0: You're right. I feel called out because you know I don't like to leave the house, but you're right. I'm going to start getting
2: out and watching. You got to get shows. out. Why do we like karaoke? We like performing. And so if you're not supporting yeah. performers, you got to. It's it's art in music is in our soul. And you see the work that goes in. And when somebody puts that much effort into it, go out and see a show. And you know what? If you get comped, tip them.
0: Yeah. And the energy is completely different when you're watching it. From the audience. I have to say that. So, and it's it's worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. All right, we're in the home stretch. Number two, I have Satisfied from Hamilton in 2015.
1: I introduced him to Eliza, now that's his bride. Nice going and delicate, he was right. You will never be satisfied. Thank you for all your service.
2: If it takes fighting
0: a war for us to meet, it will have been worth it. So this was performed by Renee Elise Goldsberry, who plays angelica schuyler at the wedding of alexander hamilton and her sister eliza and i didn't know this but the lyrics are inspired by an actual letter that angelica wrote to alexander where she mentions quote not being so easily satisfied that's kind of the the theme of the song and it's all about how she feels about him and how like-minded they are and yet she's forfeiting her chance to be with him for the sake of her dear sister but the way the song is produced on the stage is really really clever she's toasting the couple And then everything freezes and she has like this flashback and she starts rapping about what happened in the previous song from her own perspective. And it's choreographed to look like time is actually rewinding around her. It's really, really cool.
2: Creative staging, that's where like all the elements kind of come together with that musical too. It's like super cool. And just the first time it had been done. And now I'm just trying to copy Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm like, hey, give him his credit. He really did transform something new. And uh, God bless him.
0: For sure. For sure. It's really slick. And the lyrics, of course, are amazing. And the fact that Goldsberry can get it all out so clearly and cleanly, because she's rapping really fast, like really fast.
2: You know, all these kids want to do it. I've heard really (laughs) bad versions of it in auditions. And I'm like, don't even try, kids. This is like (laughs) another level.
0: (laughs) Right. Enunciate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so she's doing this incredible rapping. And then she goes right back into her vocal gymnastics all the way through to the end. Like she is a powerhouse. I, I loved her performance so much. hmm
1: I'm just gonna keep being that person that's like, oh, I never heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely <laughs> have heard of Hamilton. I have resisted Hamilton, though, probably because it's so popular. And you know how I am sometimes—like, um, I'm like too good for that or something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> also it's just like American politics and history. Ugh. Like, how is that exciting? Make it that's, exciting for oh, me. <laughs> that's, that's why that's it's a hit. Thing.
2: He got he got all these kids to be like interested in history. That's Yet true. He wrote a a very great musical about, you know, Alexander Hamilton and his little stories, you know, it's like, it was, it's yeah. great. It's a really good musical, honestly. I yeah. need to
1: see it. I it's need on Disney it. plus.
2: You can watch it. There's no excuse. And actually you should see Newsies too. Cause Newsies is a great, it was a terrible movie in the late eighties. And then they turned it into a full blown stage production called Newsies with new music. And then they recorded the stage recording and with Jeremy Jordan, who is fantastic, super hot. And they they now show it on Disney Plus. And it's like one of my favorites. I'm feeling blue. I just turn on some Newsies and seize the day.
0: Yeah, Newsies is great. I like King of New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a fun one. Okay. I mean,
1: if enough people convince me to watch something, I'll watch it because I w- I felt the same way about Game of Thrones. Like, I don't know, that doesn't sound for me. And then, of course, someone convinced me to watch it, and then I I loved it. So, yeah, I need to just watch it. You know what it
0: is, Tara? Because I'm the I'm the same way, but I think for different reasons. My thing is. If something blows up too much culturally, I immediately just get like turned off. If everyone's yeah. going crazy over something, I'm like, no, no, thank you. Like it took me ten years to read Harry Potter, and then I read it and I loved it, and then I was all excited about it, but everybody had moved on already. So
1: yeah, I yeah. had I
0: just watched Hamilton this year. So
1: okay, yeah, okay, I'm I'm like I'm same very late. as you.
2: Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm with you. But but then when you when I first saw Hamilton, I was kind of like, it's cheesy because they're singing, they're wearing the costume, and then but but the pure the pure songwriting and uh, performance and quick direction and sets, and you're just mm-hmm. like, whoa, that was all really cool. That was done the right way.
1: Yeah, but, and sure. When a
2: musical can kind of do that, that's great. Not every musical can. Sometimes it's just. Yeah kind of boring. And some directors are kind of lazy, but when they really bring it and all three steps come together, that's what makes it so grand to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Musicals are tough. They're a tough sell for me (laughs) because either it's going to be amazing, and entertaining, or it's just kind of cheesy. Right. And you're like,
2: that's so stupid. But one of my favorite musicals, is they're, it's coming out at Christmas, ladies. God, I'm so excited. I saw the trailer the other day, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a hard <laughs> I've seen it on Broadway twice, and it's two different iterations. It's a color purple. Yes. Oh. When Cynthia Erivo sings, I'm Here... Honey. <laughs> I weep every time. And she sings this song like I'm beautiful. And you're like, whoa, lady. Like she's got some pipes. She's so t- oh, yes. She's made some weird career choices down the line. You know, it's like, but at the same time, I'm like, that one could sing the phone book and I'm I'm signing up. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I know we're delaying your list further Natalie, by continuing to talk, but on that note about just like breaking out into song and music's maybe seeming a little cheesy at first, I, I had that feeling for sure with that Elton John movie that just came out recently, Rocket you. Man. I was like, what? I didn't know this is a musical when they first start bursting out in a song. I was like, but is this is This is like a, an interpretation of his songs throughout? But then I just kept watching it because I was on an airplane and mm-hmm. watching it was forced. And I loved it, it was so good. But then there's also movies like Umbrellas of Cherbourg where the whole thing is one big song. It's just like all songs every word it's like as Rob.
2: Um, my husband hates Les Rob because he's like it's Jean Valjean and you're all talking the whole time blah, 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 and they're going <laughs> around, and around and around and he's like this is so annoying It can be, you know, because nobody's really singing in real life It's or, you know, brushing the floor. But I'm like, but when I'm doing housework, I'm singing Castle on a Cloud and sweeping my floor. You know, it makes (laughs) sense to a certain degree. But a lot Mm -hmm. of the, like, Sondheim shows are all that wall-to-wall music, no break, Phantom of the Opera, same thing. Um, It's not for everybody.
1: Yeah, and with Umbrellas of Sherbrooke, I feel like I forget at some time that they're singing at mm-hmm. some point I just I forgot that they're singing I just was following the words mm. so closely so yeah that's an interesting thing that happens as well
0: yeah all right so we have reached the end of my list my number one pick is and I am telling you I'm not going from Dream Girls from 1981 Ouch. This ballad (laughs) is performed by the incomparable Jennifer Holliday as Effie, one of the singers in the girl group The Dreams, with bandmates Dina and Laurel, also played by two powerhouse legends, Cheryl Lee Ralph and Loretta Devine. Just the best casting ever. So this song happens where her romantic relationship with their manager has fallen apart. He's abandoned her even though she's pregnant with his baby. They replace her in the group. And Effie's like, uh-uh, sweetie, we ain't doing this today. And proceeds to just sing her guts onto the stage. Like, it's it's really something to experience. Just the most passionate vocal performance for me of all time. I get chills. Oh, and Tara, some more. Have you seen the uh, Jennifer Holliday's performance of this at the 1982 Tony Awards? Because it's no. on YouTube and it's freaking amazing. It's so raw. And just unrelenting down to that final, you know, it just like wears me all the way out every single time. Love it. Love
2: it. Well, hey, look, I love the J-Hood Beyonce version, too. Those oh, yeah. Fantastic. Jennifer Hudson killed it for sure. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. She like Jennifer Holliday is another one of those singers. Like we mentioned with Tina Turner, like you got to be you got to be bold and brave to like step into those shoes. And Jennifer Hudson absolutely did it justice, I think.
2: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But and I am telling you hit number one on the Billboard R and B singles charts in eighty two and it earned holiday a Grammy for best vocal performance and a Tony for best actress. Very well deserved.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So
0: that's it. That's that's my top five. Oof.
2: That's a that's a those are some good songs.
1: Yeah, Yay. that's a good top and I have a to-do list already. So thanks yes, for that. We have homework. <laughs> Well,
2: it's kind of funny. I don't know about you, but like if you're in the middle of a breakup or something, there's always some kind of song that I can listen to from a musical and I can just sing it on out in my car you know, or my bathroom or my shower I right. just let it all out it's so good and right now I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with um Dear Evan Hansen's anonymous ones about kids who are feeling forgotten mm. um I don't know that musical it's kind of a downer subject matter it's a little bit about like someone committing suicide and then you're you he lies about they were best friends and all this kind of stuff so it's a long convoluted story but it's music got it's really hitting home when I'm when I I'm feeling blue and that's kind of what's different it's got so many different emotions in it so that's something to listen to too
0: yeah I've I've, that seems really emotionally intense I don't know if I have Mm -hmm. the capacity for it right now but I do want to see it I've listened to some clips and some of the songs it just seems really heavy (laughs)
2: It is. And it didn't translate well in the movie. It's Mm. better as a stage play because the stage play, what they did is they incorporated social media and like screens popping up and stuff. And so it's kind of like this weird lighting um, visual effects. And I saw a traveling version of it. I didn't see it on Broadway. And I thought, oh, God. Show about suicide. Hmm. What an upper. Um, but I really like the staging and the lighting and the technicality of the entire show, which was totally different than anything I'd ever seen. So I'm giving it a yeah. problem.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm handing it over to you, Jolene. We're excited to hear what your top five are.
2: Yeah. This is a mixed bag because now I'm kind of like making new lists as I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so because when I first was, you know, thinking about coming into the store, I was, you know, I like to listen to different types of music. And I always we do these, we do these showcases every year at, at our local fair. Um, and I call it my favorite scenes. And it's basically pick your favorite song. It could be from musical theater or otherwise. We develop a through line story and the kids like sing their hearts out at the fair. And it's always hard to come up with that, like opening theme number. So we've done a lot. We've done one from Something Rotten. We've done The Porous Line. Last year we did Moulin Rouge. So kind of like every year we kind of come up with these big theme songs. This year I think I'm going to do A Salute to Summer and have the kids all pick summer theme songs. And I'm going to be, going to be rocking High School Musical 2's Uh, like they have a summer, like, what time is it? Summer time, time for vacation. What time is it? And, And kind of go that route. Now, that's not necessarily my top five, but I have to say those high school musicals kind of started a whole new generation. And in my generation, I look back at what changed me and made me want to enjoy musical theater. And that show would be The Sound of Music. My parents loved it. They will love the movie. They love Julie Andrews. I've seen it a cajillion and one times. My parents used to have like a subscription service. And so I gotta say, climb every mountain. Climb every mountain every stream. Every From Sound of Music is on my top five just because that is that. That classic. I've done it as my children's theater and I didn't have a big turnout because they all thought it was like kind of boring. But then when the kids did, they're like, my grandmother loved it. I'm like, right. <laughs> right. So you kind of have to do the classics to move forward. So yeah. they, they get my, my thing now. Have you guys all seen Sound of Music?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, and I love that one. Yeah. I'm every mountain. <laughs> so good.
2: We used, my mom used to play piano, and we'd sit around the piano and sing that those songs all the time. My number four is going to be an odd one, but it's this new trend on Broadway where popular music artists are writing musicals. So it's Waitress with music written by Sarah Bareilles, and it's clever. It's funny. It's true to the movie, um, and it's a really good interpretation of the movie. And uh, just a great, wonderful show. It has some really fun um, numbers called The Opening Up. I did it from one of my cabarets. And it's really great, but it's funny because like now, like, Alicia Keys is writing a musical. U2 is writing. They wrote Spider-Man and failed. But, but you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there's this thing. Um, right now on Broadway, there's a show called Anne Juliet, and it's the music of Max Martin, who's like this hits maker, who's had, like... 50 Fifty number one hits with like Britney and you name it he's produced it and so Anne Juliet is this Oldest time, Romeo and Juliet, with pop songs. So that's the version I sang the Britney Spears. Oh, baby, baby, I was Um, I mixed it up, and I did it like the Broadway version versus, like, auto-tune Britney. (laughs) Sorry, Britney. (laughs) But um, (laughs) because it has more passion. And if you listen to it, these singers are killing it on Broadway, right? Um, And, and in fact, there's also one... They're using catalogs from different musicians, like MJ the Musical. Ooh, watch some clips, girls. It is so awesome. Last year's Tony's, they found this little 18 year old high school kid, pluck him out of he can sing, he can dance. It's just a fantastic musical with, and they go full ball out for two hours. When that come out? MJ, about a year ago. A year ago. Okay. Yeah. It's still playing on Broadway, too. Uh, wow. So, so watch the Tony Award version from last year. And what's coming out, I think it opens next week, is Once Upon a One More Time, and it's Britney Spears music set to a bunch of fairy tales. Now, I haven't seen it, but they have the circus video up on YouTube, and it stars Justin Guarini, who was American Idol fame. Oh, like, ah, Yes. Famous runner up, dude. The <laughs> dancing is insane. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't wait. And I, you know, I'm not a huge Britney fan, but I'm like, that looks that looks actually pretty good too. So I don't know. I like that. I'm at number four. Oh, I already mentioned it. Cynthia rivas I'm here. That is just oh yeah my like, you done me wrong. I'm gonna sing it out. This one's number
1: four. Okay. Or is this one number, so number three th- This is number three. Okay. Number f-
0: Oh, okay. Well, wait, we just glossed over that because I I've never heard of that musical
1: at all. Waitress? Waitress. Yeah. And you said it was based on a movie? Yeah, Which movie? Oh my gosh.
2: Waitress.
1: <laughs> it starts Waitress um... the movie? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I don't have the notes in front of me. I'll, Natalie here. I have to pull it up on my phone. Um, but I'm in your shop. If you, someone's got Google, Google this, it's <laughs> the original movie started the chick who's on Felicity. Back in the oh, '90s, and that okay. was the original movie. And it's about a young waitress in the middle of nowhere, and she gets um, knocked up. She has a you know having the baby, and she's like, and but Sarah Bareilles probably loved the movie when she was a kid, and she uh, took her famous song. She used to be mine. Used to be mine. You know, it's a slow song, kind of a you know big song. So um, I like I personally, out of waitress. Even though she used to be mine is kind of like Sarah Borales's like inspiration that she probably wrote that song for I don't know, who knows. but when she wrote when she was doing the book for for waitress, it, she used, pulled it out of her catalog. But she wrote this really cute number called Opening Up.
1: All these things.
2: About starting the day off, And it's like order up, da, 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 and she's like making breakfast. <laughs> like in the, <laughs> and it, I sing it all the time around my house. So it's like <laughs> some of my my favorite movie or my favorite musical numbers are just from things that I do in my house or in my car or in my life, and that's like opening up, get me going, da, da, da. and and those are fun things. And so that's why my number three song. I'm here is the song I will sing when someone makes me mad. Take a deep gonna hold my head up, gonna put my shoulders back. So that's kind of my favorite to sing song. I would love to
0: witness that also, to be a fly on your wall.
2: Anytime, come on over, girl. I'm always <laughs> singing a okay. So This is where I get a little cheesy. So there's so many musicals to like pick from. This is so cliche. I can't even believe I'm putting it on my list because I have a very random list, but my number two song, because I dreamed about it. I wanted it. I live. This person is from Les Miserables on my own. Eponine. On my own.
1: Pretending he's beside me. Cause
2: I was like that low self-esteem kid that I don't need a man to do anything. And when you're on your own, you can do da, 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 da. So, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cliched. I've heard it a kajillion and one times, bad, good. And otherwise everyone I've been told I've heard from other people like, Oh, you sing that really well. Yeah. Girl. Cause I've been singing it for 30 years.
1: <laughs> right.
2: It would be that dream part. I will never play Eppony. Okay. I'm, I look nothing like Eppony. But um, it is a beautiful song when sung. And it's, uh, I got to give to Lea Slong. She sang my favorite version of it. Um, She she wasn't the original. She was the second or third. um, uh, But a a very talented Broadway actress from the Philippines. So that is number two.
0: Well, Les Mis is one of those shows where I know some of the songs just because it's so iconic. But I've never... I've never seen the whole show because it also feels like one of those really intense emotional labor Matt. kinds of shows. Yes, but if you think it's time for me to, yeah, check it off the list, you know, I trust you, so I'll go back and watch it.
1: Is there one with Claire Danes? Am I making that up? That no, that was a
2: straight uh, movie. Okay, it wasn't a musical. No,
1: me, oh, okay, it was a so okay. it
2: was Les Mis was a book <laughs> written by Victor Hugo. And that was famously transformed into the 1988 musical. Gotcha. And then people were like, oh, if they love the musical, then let's do the movie. So they've done tons of movie versions. I think there's been a mini series version. And then they filmed it as a movie musical starring Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway. So, right, gotcha. so there's lots of iterations. Yet not, it doesn't always translate over from Broadway show into film. Um, there's been quite a few, I think, that have done a a fair success I love the new trend of recording Broadway shows and keeping them on like Broadway.com and having so we can see those original stage versions which gosh I'm like now I'm going back and forth on my n- number one I think
0: okay I'm I'm like taking notes though because I didn't know Broadway.com existed yeah me then watch all the originals so I'm Broadway
2: HD and that's where you can like it's like a subscription service and you pay a couple bucks a month and you can see every Broadway show known to matter I personally don't have it. Um, I had to cut back on some of the streaming services. Yeah. There's not enough hours in the day, um, so I try and force myself to go see Broadway shows and or, or local productions. So that's usually how I see most of these shows. And I and I love watching my local community performers. Sometimes there's some gems in there, and I, then I kind of watch their career, hoping somebody from my area is going to take off. Um, there's it's actually coming up this month in June. It's so an event called the Jimmy Awards. Look it up. Um, and the Jimmy Awards are a national competition of high school students who are amazing singers. They fly, they have to win their local area awards and then they fly them to New York. They meet with the Broadway producers and they do this you know, cheesy show and then they get to perform their favorite song. And if you win the Jimmy, it's like, instant success. So, recent Jimmy Award winners have gone on to be on Dear Evan Hansen, MJ the Musical. It's where the new talent kind of comes from, is this Jimmy Awards. I worked at a local uh, performing arts high school um, called APA, for Academy of Performing Arts in Huntington Beach. We had a Jimmy winner come out of our group who was in Mean Girls. So, you know, I'm like, I keep telling kids, I'm like, it can happen. Last year's Jimmy Award winner came from San Diego.
0: Wow. That's so cool. I didn't know, I didn't know that existed. That's yeah. fantastic.
2: That's a so cool. Jimmy Award. It's kind of cool thing.
0: What a cool opportunity yeah. if you're like in high school. and
2: Yeah, it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
2: To wow. get picked out of all, a whole area. Like, you know, imagine in a whole area, a whole town, a big city is like Dallas, Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. You know, San Diego, any, any big town, they have these local area awards. And then they send two people, a boy and a girl, to New York. And out of that, like 100 kids, they pick one person. Actually, I think they they make the male and the female.
0: They should make that into a reality show. I'd watch that.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised nobody has. And it's because there's like a bad reputation for musicals.
0: Really? Like, even in a post-Glee world, you think it's right. still... Right, and High
2: School Musical. Glee, Glee was a game-changer. That is a really good thing to talk about, because, like, Glee was a total game-changer, I think, with musical theater. But Glee also then was, like, doing all those pop shows. Now that we have, like, a total jumbo track of of these um, pop shows that have come up, you know, with popular mm-hmm. music. You know, mm-hmm. like, Bon Rouge is a classic oh, yeah. example of that, or Jersey Boys... They do it too, um, where they take a or the Cher show or Tina Turner, all this kind of stuff. They take a a group of songs and they they have a loose story, a la Glee.
1: South Park the musical,
0: also incredible. Oh, Book <laughs> of Mormon is
1: fantastic.
2: If you haven't seen Book of Mormon in your South Park fan, uh, i have not
0: a, great. Not I've not seen really that twice on stage. Yeah. Oh you gosh. have? I've seen it twice. Yes. <laughs>
2: Cara, have you ever seen it? Book no, of I'm not a South Park uh, fan. Flip off the light switch. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> a lot of those numbers <laughs> that gets me going. It's so funny. Um, but okay, so my number one drum roll. Um, I would have to pick Last Midnight from Into the Woods. It's the last midnight. It's the last wish. A huge Stephen <gasps> sign fan. And it's just because it's, uh, it was a sh- number that wasn't originally written for the show. And they kind of, on Sondheim wanted to give Bernadette Peters something. And it's just so rich. And, and children will listen. And Last Midnight all kind of have great vocal powers and just great storytelling. It's like, and, and the message that they're sending out just so resonates with me. And I just love it. So that's, it's another one of those like, Uh, You can catch me singing those in my shower pretty much on a daily daily basis.
0: Jolene, that makes me so happy because I love Into the Woods. It's one of my favorite musicals. And I adore Bernadette Peters. And I was really mad at myself for not finding a way to get her on this list. Hey, look, I didn't pick a Barbra Streisand
2: song. I'm a little upset with myself, but that's okay. (laughs) It's not my favorite. She wasn't in my favorite shows.
0: Awesome. Well, that was a great list. I learned a ton. Good. I liked your list too. Thank you.
1: Hopefully, you'll both like mine. I feel like it's a lot of low-hanging fruit, but they're good classics.
0: Oh, yeah. Hit us. Curious now. I'm I also
1: just want to say, Natalie, wasn't it one of your choices from the—we did um, a list of top five musical books or music-related books, and Mm -hmm. one of them was the Three-Cornered Hat or something like three—something. Finishing the Hat. Finishing the Hat. Finishing the Hat. Steven Sondheim. Sondheim. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic
0: book. Yeah.
2: You know, Stephen Sondheim, we lost him this last year too. Mm -hmm. He was Mm -hmm. so brilliant of so many young songwriters. Um, He helped them. Like Lynn Manuel Miranda, literally, he would see him in a coffee shop be like oh I love you I love you and he'd be like oh what are you working on now and like would you know play little blurbs for him and stuff like that the guy uh Jonathan Larson who wrote Rent he was a mentor to him too I mean what a great artist who just loved musical theater
1: yeah
0: yeah he's a huge inspiration I I love his work so much yeah that was a great book by the
1: way all right so I know you're all just chomping at the bit can't wait to hear my (laughs) list you're Let's you're, go. you're on the edge of your seat. Hey, look, I had Sound of Music, okay? Well,
0: <laughs> right, no pressure. <laughs> funny
1: funny you should mention because okay. number 5 from the Sound of Music is Edelweiss. 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 Edelweiss.
2: Ooh, okay. okay. Uh, I, I thought we were going to go do like just going... Oh,
1: come to on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all know the story of Sound of Music, I hope, but original Broadway production opened 1959 and then it was adapted for the musical film, which is how I know it, featuring Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer, and it won like five Academy Awards, Best Picture, all of the things. But this was the last musical written by Rodgers and Hammerstein before... Oscar Hammerstein died of stomach cancer nine months after the Broadway premiere. Edelweiss is named after the white flower that you can find in the Alps, and It was created for the Broadway production of Sound of Music and for the character Captain George von Trapp. But in the musical, he, his family, sang this song during the concert near the end of Act Two. And it's kind of a statement of Austrian patriotism because he was pressured to join the Navy of Nazi Germany following the Anschluss which was the Nazi annexation of their homeland. So it's also Captain Von Trapp's uh, sort of like a subliminal goodbye to his homeland because the flower is that symbol of his loyalty to Austria. And I don't know, like it's just such a beautiful song and then it's sort of, it's handled a little bit differently in the film, as we all know. But he sings this is when he's rediscovering music with his children in the movie. I just think it's such a beautiful song. You know, it's Hey, look, I love waltzy. that song. Yeah. When I was a
2: kid, my dad used to, you know, my mom would play piano. My dad would sing Edelweiss. And that's how I learned how to
1: harmonize. Oh, yeah. That's At a good Edelweiss. one to harmonize with. Yeah. Yeah. This is totally random,
0: though. <laughs> But it just made me think about it. Do you remember Tay Zonday, the the kid who sang Chocolate Rain and it was like a huge internet thing? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So at the height of his fame, when I was just like consuming all of his content, he did a cover of Edelweiss and it's now like the only version that I can hear in my head. (laughs) Oh,
1: is it just as lovely or does he funk it up a little bit? It's been a while, man. Okay, wait. How do you spell his name? Because I'm looking that up.
0: Tay Zonday, T-A-Y, and then Zonday is Monday... But with a Z. Yeah. I'm totally looking that up. Check it out. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So my number four is from The Wiz, and it is "He's On Down the Road. Ease on Thank down, ease on down, down the road. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So this one is special to me because I, in chorus in middle school, we sang this. I was in middle school in the 80s, so this was not very far off from then. The course being the film version that I'm referring to because it was Michael Jackson's film debut released in 1978 but also Diana Ross as Dorothy and Lena Horne as Glenda the Good Witch and Richard Pryor, of course, which is just so wacky to me. But yeah, the, the musical Wonderful Wizard of Oz is music and lyrics by Charlie Smalls. And it's sort of a retelling of L. Frank Baum's Novel, *The Wonderful Wizard of Oz*, from 1900, in the context of contemporary African American culture, and opened as a musical on stage in 1975. And of course, *Ease On Down the Road* and the musical is sung three different times, which is really fun. Every time she meets someone new, she's like, "All right, let's ease on down, ease on down the road." (laughs) And it's sort of like a—it's a version almost. If you think of like *Follow the Yellow Brick Road*, but also we're off to see the Wizard, *The Wonderful Wizard of Oz*. And to me, I feel like the Muppets took this as well, maybe for. Moving right along, footloose and fancy. Right, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) but that's that's what's so cool is that there's so many different influences. Yeah, and it's it doesn't translate. I mean, it it's very seventies. Which is funky. And they did a TV version of it a few years back on NBC. And I think it kind of hit the wrong note because it was so 70s. You know, if you ever listen to Jesus Christ Superstar, same kind of problem. It's very 70s. Mm -hmm. There was a rock concert version of that show and made me go, wow, it doesn't sound 70s. It sounded like a. You know, 2000s rock band version. So sometimes they can tra- be translated and updated, but The whiz mm-hmm. is kind of stuck in that time warp for me. I love that show.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I watched that recently actually, and it, really? it still holds up. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Funny. It's funny to watch. I, yeah. I watched it
1: recently too. That's so weird. <laughs> That's awesome. I will say also, I, I mentioned earlier about Michael Jackson, Diana Rossford. The movie version, but Motown bought the rights to the film in 1977. And again, it was open on Broadway in 1975. So I feel like they snatched that real quick, but it sort of marked the end of this black exploitation in film era. But I think it's really cool. And I think the song was really fun. It's disco y, it's soul, it's funk, it's catchy, it gets in your head so quickly. And in Steven Sondheim's opinion, whenever he's asked what his favorite show uh, that he didn't write, he always says The Wiz. Oh, nice. He says, what, with all its false rhymes? Because he always says, it's the one show that makes you feel better when you come out than you did when you walked in. Yeah. I, I love that Stephen Sondheim said that about That's The Wiz. That's high praise. Yeah.
2: Right. And it's it's so funny how some musicals can just pick you up and make you so happy and walk out. And that is, The Wiz definitely does that. And yeah. actually, Mamma Mia, too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you're watching Mamma Mia, it's all these upbeat Abba songs. You're dancing queen. You're doing it. You're with your girlfriends. And it's, that's, I was, <laughs> the pandemic hit. I had auditions for Mamma Mia, like, three days before the pandemic hit. And I finally had, we rehearsed it for an entire year. Okay. I'm so sick of Mamma Mia. It, Boggles my mind, didn't make my top five. But <laughs> I, I interviewed different actors to kind of keep the kids happy and stuff. And they're like, you know what? We all want to come out of that pandemic and singing those ABBA songs and like having a good time. Yeah.
1: So it really does, movie music, these musicals can really lift up your spirits. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Also, the song was released as a single in the summer of 1978 and it missed the top 40, US top 40 by one position. It peaked at number 41 on the Billboard top uh, 100. Super fun song. All right, number three. we got another West Side Story shout out. <laughs> um, but this one is a tie. I could not choose because I love both of these, so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. West Side Story prologue, which is instrumental. Mm -hmm. And Tonight. So we talked about how I was in band uh, a little bit earlier. And in marching season, we played... A bunch of West Side Story stuff and prologue was hard because it speeds up. But then it's like (singing) and I was with my clarinet out of breath, walking as fast as I can, just like. (gasps) Uh, But also, it's like such a buildup of the song too because it starts really slow with the snaps in the in the movie or on the in the musical. And so, West Side Story is a musical conceived by Jerome Robbins with music by Leonard Bernstein and lyrics by. Mr. Stephen Sondheim, as you would mentioned earlier. And prologue happens like very at the beginning where the jets and the sharks are strutting through their burrows and snapping and dancing and claiming their stake. But in the movie, and I haven't seen the actual stage performance, but in the movie, the 1961 film version, that part is so Bob Fosse to me. And I actually searched, I was looking all over the place for his name. I was like, where's Bob Fosse in here? He's doing this, right? The snaps and the leap and things so jazzy
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one yeah that one's like a master class in setting the mood yes you know what I mean
1: totally setting the it mood. just like
0: draws you into the world right away I love that
1: yeah mm-hmm. and then of course and I love that it's like something they teach
2: in early you know band and choir and orchestra classes because it's so such a classic and it's
1: hard yeah, it is so hard yeah but then of course tonight is the love duet tonight tonight the world is wild and bright going mad
2: shooting sparks into space
1: between Tony and Maria and Tony visits Maria on the fire escape outside of her apartment. And it's just the sweetest song. Tonight, tonight. Oh, I love it. It gives me chills when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's number three. Awesome. Prologue and tonight. All right. And don't you worry. I got your girl, printed at Peters, covered.
0: <gasps> Yay. Hit me. What is it? What is
1: number it? Number two, Annie, Easy Street. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Fantastic. I love this song. Okay. Also, fun fact. I started to take tap dancing lessons in college for like elective fun and had to do a routine and with a couple other people. And we did our tap dance routine that we choreographed ourselves to Easy Street. And it was so fun. We had feather boas and everything. But yeah, original Broadway play 1977, movie 1982, music by Charles Strauss, lyrics by Martin uh charnin charnin and based on 1924 comic ship little orphan annie by harold gray
2: i produced this show and directed so many different casts of annie it's one of those musicals that i pretty much churn out every four years
1: it's so good
2: so it's when you get the gaggle of six to eight year olds and you're like okay it's time for annie last time i did it was last uh spring i had six casts 120 30 kids. Good oh Lord. my gosh. Good Lord. Six different cats. Yeah, that's insane. It's oh insane. my gosh.
0: Can I, can I share a repressed memory related to Annie? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> that just surfaced. I actually auditioned for Annie when I was a child. I remember this very vaguely and it's burned into my brain because they made all of us wear the little red curly wig in the audition room. Oh my goodness. Which seemed insane to me. So we had, to. <laughs> we did like the acting part, and then we had to come in to sing for a panel and I, I got I don't know how old I was, but I was really young, very very young, single digits and we had to sing tomorrow tomorrow, mm-hmm. right tomorrow. tomorrow so you hear the you hear the voice I have right now it's pretty much the voice I had when I was a child really? so I come into the room and I drop the whole thing like an octave, and I just remember standing there going the tomorrow, tomorrow I love you tomorrow <laughs> and just Looking at the blank faces in front of me and be like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I got it. Oh, no. I'm not getting
1: that call back. That's. they couldn't appreciate
2: my deep, sultry voice. I
1: love that story so much. That's so. (laughs) You should have been missed.
2: I worked in Annie Audition for the TV movie version that was on ABC. Like, I want to say, uh, 1997 or something like this, um, which was Rob Marshall, who's a famous Broadway director that now does movies, is his debut for film um, was this TV movie version. And these kids came out and we had like 5,000 annies running around and I had I was a casting assistant.
1: Fun. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So Easy Street Happens in the story when it's after Grace pays a visit to Miss Hannigan to tell her that Warbucks wants to officially adopt Annie and Miss Hannigan becomes sort of envious at the orphan Annie uh, that she hated so much suddenly is going to have everything and her brother Rooster played by Tim Curry in the movie who also we'll have to do shortlist after this but uh, Rooster and his girlfriend Lily in the movie played by Bernadette Peters drops by in hopes of a handout and then when he learns about about Warbucks adopting Annie. He's like, oh, he sees he sees some promising advantage there, and so they they sing about that um, in Easy Street and how they can sort of swindle their way and get some extra money. But it's such a swingy big band style jazzy number. It's so fun, and Carol Burnett. Just brings so much humor to that role. I love it so much. She's so good at that role, Miss Hannigan. If I ever (laughs) hear anyone say that they have to go to the bathroom, I always think they gotta go to the bathroom. Like every like (laughs) that's all I can hear. Always. All right, my number one. And I'm gonna be honest, I have actually never seen this musical. Mm. But it is my number one because I know the song. And I love the song so much. And the person who sings it in the movie. The movie is from 1980. The musical is from 1988. And it is fame. My name, I'm gonna live
2: forever. I'm gonna learn how to fly. Oh yeah. When did that TV series come out though? That was like before 88. Uh, I don't know. It was like an 18, 18- there was a fame movie and there was a famous TV series. Yeah.
1: Right. Musical. Yeah. So I guess in between the movie being out in 1980 and before the musical. <laughs> yeah. 82? Yeah. Into, yeah. Probably, it was shortly yeah. after the movie. So who
2: I mean, didn't want to go to that high school? Come on.
1: Right. <laughs> uh the film and the musical is about students in New York City high school performing arts and it's it's about these kids who are hoping to make it one day basically. Um, and some are less fortunate, poor families and and whatnot, but They they attend to school and they're they're all fame-obsessed, but especially among them is Carmen and the song originally— so Carmen is Coco in the play, basically, or the musical. Irene Cara played the role of— so Coco in the movie, Carmen in the musical— stage show Uh, but irene kara played coco in the film and that was her debut single as a recording artist and it was she won best original song in 1980 golden globe award and yeah it's just like one of the best songs of all time and also we just lost her fairly recently in november 2022 but yes irene irene kara with fame
2: do you guys have a have a musical that like i don't know came out when you were a kid and just like changed your life that like you wish you could be like that or uh, yeah, I I was talking to my musical director and he was just telling me oh yeah high school musical came out when I was in high school and like we all wanted to be you know performing that I'm like really because it's kind of cheesy and he's like yeah yeah." and I was trying to think of a show or a movie and I'm like I think mine would be like The Little Mermaid because it came out when I was like in high school and like I was like saying part of your world like every day and stuff like that like and now with the new soundtrack. Oof, looks so good. I haven't seen it yet, but I plan on seeing that.
0: <laughs> mm. Does Purple Rain
2: count? Uh, oh no. Yeah, actually. Purple
0: Rain. So I was going to say Purple Rain. Is
2: there stage show the me of-
0: too?
2: Rain. No, there's not. There should be a Prince there musical. Should be a Prince
0: oh, musical. there will be. There will it's coming, I'm sure.
2: Some of his music has been in other musicals, like Jim Buck musicals, but I don't think there's been a Purple Rain movie such a good.
0: I'm sure he wouldn't have allowed that during his life, but I bet you it's on the way now.
2: He's pretty protective, and his, his group is probably pretty protective of his artistry and whatnot, but... Oh, I would pay money to see that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is not a musical per se, but I I feel like it sort of counts maybe. I don't know. I feel like the first one that came to mind from when you asked that question is Dirty Dancing. Like, not that I wanted a Dirty Dance, dance. but I just, like, love how she kind of was like, this person no one really believed in, do this thing, and then she's— It
2: it wasn't a Broadway show, but it was a national touring show, that Dirty Dance.
1: But I love—and it was a female-directed movie, too, so— yeah. But yeah. All right. We Sweet. should, uh, these are a great lists. We should do our honorable mentions.
0: You know what? Can I say before we start, oh, though? Yeah. I'm super shocked that Adele Dazim did not appear on anyone's list.
1: Who's that?
0: True. Do you know who that is, Jolene?
1: It's, I,
2: once you tell me what she's saying, I will go, oh yeah.
0: Adele Dazim. It's what John Travolta called Idina Menzel on the Oscars by oh. accident. Do you
2: remember that? Yeah. You know, gosh. And no one mentioned Frozen. But, and I'm not a huge fan of her voice, to be totally <laughs> like, I, I love her. I think she can sing. She has great pipes, but she's, she hasn't been in that many. I mean, she was in Wicked and she was in um, Rent and, mm-hmm. of course, was the voice of Frozen, you know, wow. Elsa and Frozen. But um, yes.
0: I just wanted to say Adele Dazim. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, know to the the mentions? For, you know I forgot on
2: my list. What's that? It should be my number one, but I don't want to replace my number one. It's my honorable mention. Okay? okay. It would be For Good, my daughter and my niece sang it at my wedding. And it's from Wicked. And it's about, I'm a stepmom. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's about, a, I'm a stepmom. And so I became into my daughter's life for a reason, and to, you know, to Aww. teach her and become, oh, get me, a, get me some dishes, ma'am. Yeah. But that remember, For yeah. Good from Wicked. It's it's about these room uh, Wicked's a show about um, two roommates and it's loosely kind of got some Wizard of Oz honorable mentions in there, but um, it's how these two one one plays Alphaba who's green and Kristen Chenoweth plays Glinda who is you know peppy princess. I love her and and these two friendships how they come together and then because they knew each other they could do for good work. Oh, mm-hmm. love that. Love that song for good. Makes me cry every time. oh
0: Do you have some other honorable mentions you want to share? Do you have like a short list?
2: Cause I wish. I mean, yeah, we could talk all day on this stuff. I'm like, this <laughs> is my jam. Um, it, it's like my karaoke list of Broadway show tunes Would I could I could fill up a whole stage. <laughs> Touched on a button. you tell me your next one. Mine is woman.
1: super li- short. Li- I'll just I have like two I listed a bunch of musicals but I only list two more that have actual songs that I've listed Rocky Horror Picture Show Time Warp and Grease Summer Nights nice but I listed Cats, Beauty and the Beast Sister Act Singing in the Rain Cats I was gonna go Hairspray Hairspray Yeah. Oh, hairspray. God,
2: hairspray. Because I'm I'm a I'm a chubby girl. (laughs) Good morning, Baltimore. (laughs) I I love it. Um, You know, it's so funny because you said cats. God, that movie that they did the remake of the Cats. Oh my God! In my head, I'm like, I can't ever think about doing Cats now because that was just such a tragedy. And um, but I, it was my high school prom theme was when tomorrow comes from Cats was my high school theme.
0: I thought you were going to say, like, actually cats, and everybody showed up (laughs) in furry costumes. Okay, I'll share my short list. So I had Home from The Wiz. Don't, yeah, Don't Rain on My Parade from Funny Girl. Uh, The Worst Pies in London. I'm, like, obsessed with that song for some reason from Sweeney Todd. Uh, (laughs) King of New York. Schmigadoon? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so
2: Schmigadoon, it's an original, but if you're a Broadway show lover, they take, it's on Apple Plus, and they take, um, this couple goes on this uh, musical journey, and they um, are plot, the First season, they're plopped into famous musical like Happy, Happy, We're gonna be in Oklahoma. Da, 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 and they, but they have new music to it. The second one, it's called Schmicago. And
1: they kind of, <laughs> Chicago.
2: <laughs> they kind of spoof all these darker musicals. Huh. So you get your Sweeney Todd's, your Chicago, and Kristen Chenoweth plays the worst pies in London, lady. And I was like, ah,
0: I that.
2: oh, I love it. It's all Broadway packed. It's um, also stars, oh, our girl who was just in West White Side Story who won the, the Oscar.
0: Um, um, I know this, Ariana DuBose?
2: DuBois? DuBose, yes. Ariana DuBose. DuBose. Yeah. She, she's in it too. It's oh, so good.
0: My favorite worst pies in London performances, um, oh, Murder, She Wrote. Yes, Angela Lansbury. Mm. That's the best. Um, and then one last one. And this, I wanted to put this on the list, but it didn't count really. It was Circle of Life specifically, Uh, specifically the first rehearsal post-COVID. Because let me tell you, I've never seen The Lion King. I've never seen the animation. I don't, I hardly know what the story is about, but I watched this rehearsal video of them reuniting. And from the moment she hit that first line, just bawling. I'm like, why am I crying? I don't have any emotional attachment to any of this. (laughs) But it was just so, uh, so sweet to see them like coming back together and
2: singing. And it was beautiful, of course, so. I watched that too. It was like, you know, that they send out viral. Oh, so good. Yeah. All right, you awesome. got got a couple to share with
0: us. Have you have you whittled it down?
2: Um, <laughs> I'm like looking at my list, going, ah. I was all over the place. Don't I really? I'm drawing a blank for some weird reason. I think we touched on a lot of great shows, and I don't want to like come down a notch and do something just because it's like on my head. Um, I love Disney for keep keeping musicals alive. I don't love that they're taking over Broadway <laughs> per se. I'm also excited for people to be writing new musicals. I think that that's a really fun trend. And it's kind of weird because I think Taylor Swift is actually a really, she's telling stories. Um, She just, they're short stories. And it's like she's got, if she thought of a whole thing, that would be really fun to be on a journey. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's by taking somebody's um catalog and creating a new story and doing something is great. Uh, I don't like the trend of doing movies. I think I get it because it's super simple um It's a storyboard you already know you don't have to market it from scratch, but there's so many great stories to tell. My thing is is just let's all like don't make the art form seem cheesy. think of it as a different art form and you know go see shows, yeah. More for your right. That's kind of my, my right. jam. Is I, I'm excited that um, big big movie studios are recording more of them. And they're. it's not necessarily a, a musical. It's not a, because it wasn't on a stage. That was our whole thing when we started. Like La La Land, classic. It was a movie musical, an original movie musical. I heard they're going to take that to Broadway possibly. But mm-hmm. that's like a really cool trend. That wouldn't have happened a long time ago.
1: Is there a Pee Wee Herman musical? I want that. Pee-wee's Playhouse. You know what? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. His musical. show
2: had musical elements.
1: Yeah. That would work. Or like it would totally work. The B-52s, or it's like Rock Lobster, the musical featuring all B-52s music, and Wayne White does the set design.
2: Yeah. <laughs> pitch I mean, that. That's totally my pitch. Well, it's funny because like, like Spongebob, the musical, okay, and it's a really tough show. If you watch it, it's like, it's more about the lighting and the creativity of the costumes and putting it all together, which is so cool. Because like, think of the different artwork that you could come up with. There's a whole musical with puppets, Mm -hmm. okay, Avenue Q, it's all puppets. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) It's not weird. It's it's because like there's been shows like The King and I actually has puppetry in it. So there was never a whole show just done with puppets until Avenue Q came around.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: But then we were all grew up on Sesame Street, so it's not weird that puppets are singing. So
1: right. We mentioned the Muppets earlier.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a, a big influence in my life was the Muppets. I love the Muppet movie. I love the
1: Muppets. What a good era yeah. to be a child in. Seriously, fraggles, times
2: Labyrinth. Fraggle
1: Rock. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Labyrinth, the musical would be crazy. <laughs> that
2: would be really interesting. Oh, did yeah. you guys ever see The NeverEnding Story?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. What a crazy okay. movie. I love it. <laughs> I'd like
2: Cheesy 80s music, Lamal, (laughs) like singing, never ending story. Ship it, ship it. (laughs) <laughs> but that was kind of like that Fraggle Rock look going on, you know, with some 80s tunes. And there's shows like Titanic where you're kind of like, okay, did I need a musical version of Titanic? No, no, <laughs> my musical don't. director was telling me that there's a Celine Dion musical called Titanic with a Q. Oh, stop it. That's like outside of New York right now. And I'm like, really? Like, who's going to see that? Because you love Celine Dion. And he goes, no, they all talk in French accents and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, no, 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 no.
0: In French accents, not actually French. Okay. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> It's ridiculous. They're just carrying baguettes around stage. Okay, yeah. That's crazy. but I would
1: I would see Purple Rain on Broadway. That would be really good. Yeah,
0: we'll manifest that.
1: Let's manifest Let's it. it. It's been so fun chatting with you about musicals.
0: Yeah. I knew we would get I knew we would get totally schooled and learn so much while you were here because you're like the master mistress of musicals. Yeah. So. It's been cool to have you in.
2: I'm not a professional. I'm just a fan. And so I love when I can, like, inspire people to, like, enjoy the art form. Because, again, like, people like my husband are like, oh, you're going to Jean Valjean my conversation with you? I'm like, yes, what is wrong with this question? What would you like for dinner? You know, and I start saying like, (laughs) you know, in lay Miz. And he he rolls his eyes at me. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's what's so fun. And there's so many people like me.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. you've opened my eyes to a ton of jukebox musicals that I didn't know existed and I need to catch up on. Yeah. So I will be watching those.
1: Yeah. When I was preparing for my list, I was like, wow, I'm embarrassed at the amount of musicals I haven't seen and now I just have even more homework to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But see, your your band experience back in the day, you having to play West Side Story. That's so awesome.
1: Yeah. That was great. I wonder if I could still no I I probably can't still play that. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) Hey, Jolene, do you want to, is there any place that we can check out what you're up to and what your theater is doing online?
2: I'm in the lovely town of Solana Beach, California. Near me is the Old Globe Theater and the La Jolla Playhouse, which launches a bunch of stuff to Broadway. Um, But my website is www.heyjojoproductions.com. So it's Hey spelled H-E-Y Jojo, which is my nickname productionswithan s.com or sweet slumhct.org. fantastic
0: nice can't wait to see the shows you've got coming up thank you so much for coming to talk to us
1: yeah it's been thanks so much fun hard. I miss you thanks <laughs> for yeah. visiting the
2: store thank you it was wonderful meeting you Tara
0: nice to meet yeah. you well I think we're gonna call it a night it's time to get out of here
2: yeah okay see you kids later yeah
0: awesome it's nice having everyone in the store and uh, we're signing off yeah happy bye. trails bye
1: Record Store Society is hosted by Natalie White and Tara Davies. If you'd like to contact the show, visit our website at recordstoresociety.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society.